Chasing the Muse. If there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. Quote by Toni Morrison. All my life, I've experienced vivid dreams. I can recall some from childhood that are recurring and others that weave in and out like a tapestry, revealing to me, as in a film, people and places both known and undiscovered. Some are prophetic, some nonsensical, depicting past and present. Others would seem to reveal a distant future that I can't yet comprehend. The thread that weaves all of these dreams together is that they make up the fabric of a story, But are all of these dream fragments part of my story? Over the years, I've often wondered if the memories of our ancestors can be transmitted through our dreams or our DNA. Can we access the memories of those who came before us? Several books and movies explore this theory of inheriting memories without experiencing them ourselves. The concept of genetic memory theory has long been debated by scientists and psychologists. But if it's possible, what kind of phenomenon causes this? Trauma has been suggested as a trigger to access the information imprinted in our ancestral memory. Psychoanalyst Carl Jung believed that part of our unconscious mind was genetically inherited and not shaped by our own personal experiences. If that's true, Can certain abilities or knowledge be inherited in this way? How does genetic memory affect the way that we interact with the world? For two years now, I've been researching and writing a work of historical fiction that examines the idea of ancestral memory and how it plays out over generations of the same family. Set in Ireland in the time of the famine, the characters travel to the other side of the Atlantic to North America. The planned trilogy ends in 2011, back in Ireland. My goal with these books is to show how trauma and genetic memory could play out in a realistic way within a specific group of characters. United by blood, but also by trauma, hardship, extreme challenge, and grief. At the same time, I'm connecting fragments of the history of my family and the Irish diaspora. A bit like Seurat's pointillism, I want to show how small, distinct dots, stories of each generation placed in patterns, form an image. In this case, the image is the story of a family that reveals itself over 165 years. My mother's ancestors immigrated to America from Cork and Tipperary during the famine years. Traces of them remain all over New England. My father's family originates from North Cork, and most of them emigrated much later. The time I spent living in Ireland and the years researching the genealogical roots of my family are the inspirational backbone of the trilogy. The fairy queen Clina, goddess of love and beauty, queen of the banshees, and patron of County Cork became my muse. Chasing traces of her in Cork local folklore became my trail of breadcrumbs in the forest lighting the way for me to tell the story of my characters, both real and imagined. Besides intertwining the tale of Kleena and symbols of her into the book, 
I held firm to the idea of strong female protagonists in each generation presented. I want to bring to life the stories of Irish women going to battle against famine, catastrophe, suffering the loss of family, leaving their country behind, facing the perils of transatlantic passage, often alone, and facing the challenge that awaited them in a new country. They weren't readily accepted and were first forced to work as servants, seamstresses, cooks, and laundresses, facing prejudice due to their ethnicity and religion. Masses of young, unmarried Irish women sent money back to Ireland to support family members who stayed behind, and they enabled parents and siblings to later join them in America. I want to tell the stories of those women and what they suffered, but also what they accomplished. Author Neil Gaiman said, I like stories where women save themselves. That's what this trilogy is about. I also felt the need to show more about the famine in Ireland and how almost 600 years of colonial rule and oppression by the British affected generations of Irish people. We don't hear enough about those stories and how they're interconnected. It took me three sittings to get through Ken Loach's The Wind That Shakes the Barley. I had such a visceral reaction to seeing that film and what happened in Ireland under the violence of the black and tans that I'm convinced that genetic memory exists and touches us all in some way. I wanted to write about ordinary people caught up in extraordinary events and how they persevered or sometimes didn't. Living in France, it's easy to get caught up in a slower pace of life, peppered with great food and wine, views of monuments, castles, cathedrals, and beautiful paysage. I was finding it difficult to focus on the elements of my story. In short, I was losing my edge. Last fall, an advertisement for a writing workshop at the Irish Cultural Center here in Paris caught my eye. The center has a terrific collection of Irish books on a variety of topics. And just being there in the courtyard or in the old chapel makes me feel connected to my roots. The writing workshop was led by up-and-coming author Derek McKeon. His first novel, All That Is Solid Melts Into Air, is set against the backdrop of the Chernobyl disaster. Again, I was confronted with the themes of catastrophe and interconnected lives and stories. Dara conducted a great workshop, but crucial for me was meeting some fellow Anglophone writers here in Paris. A few of us formed a writing group. Our motley band of aspiring authors has kept me on track and inspired me as they've shared their stories and talent. During the COVID lockdown, it kept me sane having a structured time slot every other Saturday to talk about writing, to work on our craft, and to support each other in our passion for storytelling. While writing can often be a solitary activity, in my opinion, it's made better by sharing both our work and our skills. I'm going to end this entry with another thought by Toni Morrison. It's been almost a year since she passed away, and now more than ever, we need more voices like hers. Writing is really a way of thinking, not just feeling, but thinking about things that are disparate, unresolved, mysterious, problematic, or just sweet. 
quote by Toni Morrison. As I continue on my writing path, I'm counting on the ancestors to guide me as I attempt to bring that thinking to their stories. <laughs>